Before we get into episode two about lucid dreams, it's crucial to note that we are not licensed professionals. The information we provide in this episode is based on personal experience, research, and general knowledge. While we strive to offer valuable insights and support, it's important to consult qualified mental health professionals and individuals for advice. Our aim is to create an open and destigmatized dialogue surrounding mental health. Please remember that seeking professional help is crucial. If you or someone you know is facing mental health challenges, please reach out and get some help. So let's talk about this lucid dreaming. When you lucid dream, when, when were you first aware that you were a, a lucid dreamer? Well, not by the word of not to later, but by what I was having. It was very young, dude. I was, I was dreaming of the like one that sticks with me from really really young is being stuck in this pyramid and the tombs and everything was starting to slide towards me there's just this voice like it was just intense and uh that scared the fuck out of me and i wouldn't tell anybody about it so i was like just traumatized two times i woke up in the middle of the night in my first house which was an old house my great great grandparents built it on a farm and then turned the farmhouse into a real house later bring me back to where i was going right there lucid dreaming oh yeah 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 dude i don't know if i was dreaming because it was just so weird but i two times i had this like blurred blurred animal thing like it was chewbacca shape it looked like the shape of chewbacca at the end of my bed but just dark just all it was was dark fur and and like uh shadow like it you know not shadow though it was like solid fucking freaked me out and i don't know if that was a awake dream or chewbacca stopped by to say hello what do you think does it shape your reality in the outside world at all i don't know what to think of it dude uh, i tried to rash i was like was that my father and i just hallucinated it was something else or was it a dream? But it just was so fucking real and terrifying. I, I don't know. I was right at the stand at my bed, silent, like six, seven feet tall. Uh, yeah, that was, and I, so I was terrified to go to bed. Then, then seeing my first horror movie, Jaws, at an outdoor, at my first drive-in theater. So it felt like we were in a boat and seeing Jaws, and, and uh, that scared the hell out of me, man. Yeah. Now, for me, lucid dream means about communication with those that have passed on, and I'm able to control that. Are you able to control your lucid dreams? Well, it's very, very, very clear. And when I'm lucky, I can control it. When I have a good, just the right amount of energy and stuff, because a buddy of mine, John, told me about his Carlos Castaneda reading, uh, Don Juan, or, and I don't read the books, but he just told me to, to practice to when you're sleeping, if you have a good lucid dream, to try to look at your hands, because if you're starting to be aware that you're in a dream, when you're in the dream and you become aware First thing you want to do is try to look at your hands, not your physical hands, like, you know, close your eyes and you picture them. So in the dream, you'll look into your hands and you'll be like, okay, I'm realizing this. And hope maybe that dream, you can look at your feet too, if you don't wake up already. But then I got to feet. And then once you got that, you start walking around. So as long as you can stay in the dream, you get to do a lot of cool ass shit you're talking to two lucid dreamers the hosts 
of this show. And we're going to get into some communications of what lucid dreaming means in a non-professional sense, just two regular guys talking about lucid dreaming. And I have myself have lucid dreams since I was a young child. I've communicated with people that have left this plane, passed on. I've Most of, most of my lucid dreaming has to do with death and some with just uh, maybe going on into a different realm of, of thinking when I dream. So B-Dub, how long have you been dreaming like this, and what did you think it was? I knew I was a powerful dreamer from as long as I can remember. Just so vivid and so clear and so real, man. I would wake up like, you know, after a good alien dream with, you know, UFOs landing and your front door is talking to you, don't come in the house or whatever, some shit, you know, because I mean, I've just seen so much cool shit. And then luckily first moved to portland i met a guy named shane and he told me he didn't he didn't tell me what to do he just told me what he his experience was when you have a nightmare just think of it as a, he he said i just think of it as a roller coaster like i enjoy the let it enjoy it and be a movie you know a free horror movie that you had that night and almost immediately dude my nightmares went away like well i'd still have wild dreams but i was never afraid of them again it was the opposite for me. I was a little freaked out my first time. I was five years old. A death angel visited me in my parents' bedroom, letting me know that they were going to come for my father and that everything would be okay. He would be okay and that we would be okay. So I woke up screaming. My parents ran into their bedroom. I let them know what had happened. And my father had been diagnosed with cancer previously, and it was in remission. And then uh, my father ended up getting cancer all through his body and passed away two years later. Um, and one of those and one of those premonitions in that lucid dream got him to go to the doctor and get checked out again. And he was diagnosed again with cancer at the time. So I started off a little scary and I was okay with it. I accepted it and then it's gone on for the rest of my life. I've communicated with people that have passed away. And how about as far as you, do you communicate with those that have passed on? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Grandmother seems mad at me dude like i'm not i'm not behaving properly on earth like i'm i could be doing better she's always seems like frustrated like mm, i don't know what you're doing there it's weird because she was the sweetest sweetest woman in the world but uh yeah my cabin in maine our family cabin in maine it's called palunka for polish camp it was my grandparents generation used it all the time partying in the 50s and stuff like all the and they were all like WW2 vets and wives and stuff. And uh, that's where I have a lot, a lot, a lot of, or, you know, I should say it's a consistent, I dream about meeting up there. And I swear I hear my grandmother saying, when we're all done, you know where we meet up, Palunka. I know you got some techniques from John Vespa. You've had the books. You look at your hands to control inside your lucid dream. For me, I know when I'm dreaming, I can actually stop and talk to those that uh, have passed on and have a conversation with them. So what kind of things do you do while you're lucid dreaming? What's your version of that? What's your inception of that? I've battled like cool. Th I, I Sometimes when I, when I realize I'm that zone, I'll just blast up into space and I'll be on like this in this glass, big glass theater type ball dome thing with space outside of it. And I'll be, fighting this giant like robot alien and wham it'll be like watching uh uh 
Dragon Ball. I think that I think that I dream about Dragon that I'm in like a Goku or something sometimes. Then sometimes I think even Dragon Ball is kind of like dreamy, you know, the way they shoot around and shit like that. But you're able to have fun with it and you're able to understand that well, what's going on. Dude, I I can uh and on the right nights I can get laid. I'll get a girl and and put her on the front of my chopper and ride the motorcycle and all the way, all the way home. So in these lucid dreams, do you think this is a place where you can go to visit the other realm, the other place where someone has passed on and you can jump back and forth and visit with those people, be in those universes, uh, go back and forth? Is this an existence between two worlds, the world where people have moved on, but their energy is still there and you're able to tap into your own energy and go there? and visit and then come back out what are your thoughts on that i quite often think i feel that's quite a possibility if it's not we won't know when we die we'll just blank out or we'll be like yeah this is what i thought it was it's just like the dreams blasting around but more more even better control we all have nightmares not all dreams are good some are scary what don't you like about your lucid dreaming? What are some things or has anything happened to you while you were lucid dreaming? I don't like when it, when it's when uh, it's a little bit stressful when you get the ones like like I was working at Aztec Signs and uh, John Edwards, the guy, old man who owned Edwards Sign Company. And he John's wife was getting old and elderly and she was sick and she passed one night and uh, on a work night. And that night before I had the clearest dream, you know, the whole the whole lucid, vivid thing. I was walking into like a cave. And um, it had like a little fire going, like super cliche, like you could picture that warm, witchy type cave, but but not scary, just real. And it had a podium and it had a big book and it was the book of the dead. I just knew it was. It was like the book of the dead. And I was looking at it and, and it was a name. And I said, who's this? And they said, it's an old woman. And I am not a freaking psychic. I'm not any of this crap. I mean, it, whatever, whatever, because uh, I can't explain it and I don't expect people to understand it. But uh, yeah, the next morning she died and it felt so close. His wife died and I had that book of the dead and looked at a name right then. And, uh, you know, that kind of that was I don't know. It, it was very coincidental, most likely. Or or we're all connected. We're all connected somehow. And some of us tap in and some of us, uh, you know, just don't don't tap in. I don't try to tap in. It just happens, and I'm I'm okay with it. As an artist, do you translate any of your lucid dreams into the art that you make and create? Absolutely. I don't usually draw my dreams, though. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I draw dream-like, but I don't draw specific dreams. So, But yeah, no, and underlaying, it actually absolutely influences anything I draw. I mean, in one way or another, because I consider that part time that, that's I consider that conscious because I dream enough that that's that's in my thought process, you know. Now, what about uh, do you dream in color, black and white or gray or what, what? what's your what's your dream preference? 3D HD color. I do enjoy my black and white dreams, my film noir, my Spider-Verse dreams. 
or the best is when you can bounce or fly in your lucid dreams? Yeah, I can bounce sometimes. Sometimes I can leap almost football fields. It's just hard. I'm like, ah. it's just like, ah, don't land, don't land. And I'm so conscious of it, you know. Then sometimes I can fully fly and totally fly. Now, real quick, I kind of want to link lucid dreaming with the new micro dosing therapy that's going on in Oregon and other parts of the world. And again, if you're dealing with mental health challenges, please consult a professional. Do not listen to our advice. We're just talking amongst ourselves, the regular Joes. But I would like to see if if there is a correlation between lucid dreaming and, and you know, microdosing. Absolutely. For me, yeah, not just going to trip out all day or real hard Take some mushrooms or a mushroom chocolate bar, a few squares of it, and you, you know. And uh, if you do it consistently enough, you start to realize definitely uh, that you've you've definitely stepped up your your um your vision, your your third eye, I guess. You've definitely opened something up that's a little extra. And that might be useful for those that don't lucid dream or know how to control their dreams or and want to face their fears because, so, you know, not all dreams. There's nightmares, obviously. There's, you know, scary dreams. There's good dreams. And then there's, you know, bizarre dreams. You kind of want to interpret your dreams in that dream catcher that's out there. But if you have a chance to maybe kind of uh, control those, I kind of understand that because the times that I took mushrooms, I was fine for a little while and then it turned, you know, and then it was out of control and I was, all my fears, you know, chased me down the street. We'll have to have a little ceremony and get witchy one night. No, I mean, it's just so different now. My view on it is so different on it and my understanding of this, like, like, oh, this is freaking, this is basically what, what what Zoloft is based on in a in the mildest 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 way, yeah, tonin drugs, which is DMT, LSD, mushrooms, and MDMA, and now there's a lot of new ones that people make. I don't know what they are. The serotonin transmitters and neurons and uh... yeah, see that's what I'm talking about. I think those are connected to dreaming and lucid dreaming. And I fit maybe maybe the medical community did tap into it and they started profiting off of. That's what, uh, well, the medical community tried to stifle it. Nixon's uh, war on drugs tried to stifle it. They were studying it really, really hard, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, men staring at goats. That's another. And Hunter S. Thompson's trips. They, they, they reported on all that stuff. Yeah, it's all reported. People know about it way more than I know about it. I just know what I see and I find it interesting and it definitely fits in to the puzzle. But you get a break, right? Yeah, because I get a break from the dream. I don't dream hard every single night. Like I just have like a handful a month that are like deep and the others and the others are basic, you know, like walking the dog dreams. No, no, that's true. I went for, uh, you know, a couple of years without, without doing it. Uh, and I, I believe that's just, uh, I was sleeping in cars. I was traveling a lot. I think my, my mind was focused on other things. I don't, I don't, nothing. My dreams are never scary anymore. Cause if anything that's coming up, that's creepy. And if I catch that as a dream, I just put my foot down. I'm like, no, get the fuck out of here. 
Yeah, we should pay attention to that because that monster might be a, a unpaid bill or stress in your relationship, something going on on the outside world from the dream realm, and it's translating somehow, and you're getting that message. So we should definitely pay attention to what's what's going on in the in your dream world and relate it to the real world. Last year, um, uh, for like a little while, I was oddly, I don't really talk to my brother much. It's okay. He's older and we just are different walks of life. But I was having these dreams like and he, that he got divorced. And I was like, oh, my brother's divorced and he's trying to live with my mom. What the fuck? And then whatever, they stopped. And uh, I don't want to dish on this, but my brother, it just turned out, I just, just found out two days ago that he was divorced last year and I kept dreaming it and it felt so real. And I was like, why is this fucking dream going? And then she goes, yeah, just last year. And I was like, yeah, I think I knew that. Well, we're all connected somehow. And I think that's my, my theory of life is that once we die, I think our energy goes out into that world and we are out there and be able to contact each other after we have passed on and even so that that energy that's in our brains and, and our spirit and that that voice inside of our head can travel outside of our body to to other people that are still alive and connect and maybe you haven't communicated with them in a while and then they'll communicate with with you through a dream and that message in a bottle gets there through the red pill white pill the matrix the the movies that we've all grown to love and that's how we're communicating all right thank you for joining us and uh We'll talk to you later. See you later, buddy. It was fun. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye, Mike.